0: Welcome to Activations with JJ, Ascension School, Part 22. In this episode, we will be talking about the galactic shift and how that is related to the Earth's precessional alignment. Hello my friends, thank you for joining me for another episode of Ascension School. For those of you who are New to this podcast, Ascension School is something I have been doing for quite a while. As you can see, I've already done 21 other episodes. There is a playlist. I'll leave the link below and it is a really fun ride to go through all of the things that I do in Ascension School. My my intention with this particular type of episode of my podcast is just to be informative, to share with you things I'm discovering in different resources that resonate with me In particular, I lean heavily upon Dolores Cannon and upon Sal Rochelle, and that's actually one of the books that I'm going to refer to today. The name of the book is Earth Changes and Beyond Messages from the Founders, again by Sal Rochelle, and the link is below if you're interested. As we head into this episode, a lot of things regarding the the Grand Solar Flash, the Great Solar Flash this big shift, kind of like a, more of an Armageddon or just a big phenomena has been coming through in a lot of the social media I've been picking up on. Now, this is nothing new to me personally because if you're raised in organized religion, you know that the idea of the second coming of Christ, which is I think what we would technically consider this to be, this the second coming of Jesus Christ, um, this sort of Armageddon type scene all of these things are what potentially could be seen as the great solar flash. I really do think that different people channeled these ancient texts and they were probably on the mark With in some ways. They just had a hard time probably describing it in our words and we've kind of translated it or it's been interpreted differently. But in the end, it's all about this shift. Sal Rochelle does a really good job in his book, outlining and actually he's channeling the founders which is a group he works with and i believe they're part of the galactic federation and the section of the book that i'd like to refer to is actually on page 222 Ooh, that's kind of auspicious and the name of this section is a review of the relationship between the processional alignment and galactic shift my goal with these episodes is not to make sure that you even understand everything that's said because a lot of this stuff is really really deep I hope that what I do with these, because they're not going to be, you know, two hour long discourses, is pique your interest so that you then have a desire to study that which resonated with you and can help you on your journey. You know, there's stuff that you might take, there's stuff that you might leave, whatever it is that you connect with, that's what you're going to run with and that's what I think and I set the intention will help you expand over this next little while. So I'm going to go ahead and start by reading The first portion of this section, it states, Every 25,920 years, the poles of your Earth are tilted such that they align with a group of stars in the constellation of Sagittarius that emit bursts of what is called scalar electromagnetic energy, that is, relatively non-polarized energy. This energy is then distributed along the ley lines, or lines of equal electromagnetic force, that surround and penetrate Earth. The energy then leaks out from the ley lines into the surrounding regions of the earth, eventually covering the entire earth with some degree of scalar energy. This entire process is known as the processional alignment. All right, I want to go ahead and stop right there and make a few little comments. First of all, for those of you who've been to my virtual gatherings, I do monthly gatherings. The themes are Arcturian. We also do a Galactic Federation gathering, a Fairies and Elementals gathering. a Lemurian gathering those of you who have been to these gatherings is any of this resonating with you we are always working with polarity electromagnetic forces grid lines all of these things come through all the time so i do not doubt this in the least bit in addition to that for those of you who are following us accounts like a girl in the universe we're talking a lot about the schumann resonance and these different energies it's obvious we're in a very intense time Every other time that I look at her account, it's like, hold on, we're coming in against another wave. And I'm like, whoa, there's just a lot. There's a lot going on. Sometimes I have to a little bit check out of it and just go right back into my 3D world so that I can take a small break from this intensity, which I don't think is a bad thing, by the way. And I encourage you to do that. But it is a significant time. Apparently, as the the founders stated just now in this little excerpt, it only happens About every 26,000 years, which is pretty incredible. So let's go a little bit deeper into this text and find out why that's significant. The next paragraph states every time the Earth goes through the processional alignment, its position relative to the central sun of the galaxy is different. Okay, does that resonate with any of you? As stated earlier, there are approximately 9,000 different positions of the Earth relative to the central sun during one galactic cycle. This is the number 227 million divided by 25,920 years. In actuality, the timeframes are distorted and there are about 216 million years in a galactic cycle. So the number of processional alignments within one galactic cycle is somewhat less than 9,000. All right, I'm gonna stop right there again because I just have to jump in with a small comment. Speaking of the virtual gatherings I do, At the very last Galactic Federation gathering we did, which was September 10th, and by the way, we do that every single month and would love to have you join us. At that gathering, the Galactic Federation and specifically some Syrian beings that were part of the Galactic Federation requested of us to assist them to determine the exact location, the exact position of the earth at that moment in time. They said it was very important for them to know as far as the fact that the Earth was shifting in where she was located in the galaxy. This is what it completely is connected to, I believe, as far as these 9,000 different positions of the Earth relative to the central sun. I do believe they were trying to determine exactly where the Earth was, and I think they said that if I remember right. I want to make sure you know that that playback is available, I'll leave the link below because I'm talking about it and I'm mentioning it here. But it was a fascinating and super intriguing sort of uh, activation that we did, this collective uh, work that we did together to help the Galactic Federation completely just goes right hand in hand with what we're talking about here. Okay, so moving on into the text, it says, about every 108 million years, The solar system goes through what has been called a photon belt or electromagnetic null zone, which is a region of space where large emanations of gamma and x-rays from a parallel universe are emitted through the black hole at the center of the Milky Way. These emanations exist everywhere in the galaxy, but are especially concentrated in two areas 180 degrees opposed to each other, emanating outward in opposite directions across the galactic field. This band of emanations is concentrated in a relatively small region of space, but it is a region large enough to affect the Earth, Sun, and neighboring planets for many, many years. This transmission of gamma and X-rays began affecting the Earth significantly in approximately 1950, and will start to reach its peak around 2015. It will not begin to subside significantly until about the year 2035, and it will be well after the year 2100. When the solar system moves completely out of the beam of scalar em energy emanating from the central sun of the galaxy now here's the key part that i want to really bring your attention to okay this event corresponds to the second divine dispensation described in chapter two a dispensation occurs when the godhead changes the programs of creation in a given sector of the universe normally the cosmic cycles remain fairly constant but when the creator sees a critical need to help a group of souls, he will make changes accordingly. The Godhead evaluates the state of consciousness of a group of souls and makes a decision based on that evaluation. It is not a judgment, dear creators. Please be clear on that point. God is incapable of judgment because God is all that is, including the aspects of creation that are still evolving and learning. We suppose that you could argue that God, being all that is, includes human beings that are in judgment. But as those souls ascend beyond fourth density, all judgment falls away. As stated in our earlier discourse, there are 12 levels of creation in this local universe, and there are souls currently experiencing all 12 levels. Some souls have extended a part of themselves as first density minerals, some as second density plants, others as third-density animals, and so forth. The majority of humanoid souls began their evolutionary journey in third and fourth-density worlds. When souls are ready to experience the next higher level in their evolutionary spiral, there is an evaluation followed by a graduation. Graduation periods normally correspond to the ending of cosmic cycles because such cycles act as catalysts for change. They are opportunities for souls to break out of the limiting experience of the realm in which they desire to transcend. Okay, I'm going to stop right there again because there's just so much to absorb and I 100% know that. That is just a snippet regarding this special, special time that we're in where we're hitting these, these particular rays of the great central sun and we're going through it when my mind, I see it as a, a, like um, a way to create a foundation for a quantum leap. And I've talked about that before and the Sal Rochelle book does too. There are times when evolution's just going along at a normal pace and there are times when it takes a quantum leap. And as was just stated, that is when the creator decides and whether or not you believe, you know, he says he and God, I, I want to make sure that that doesn't throw you off. <laughs> they They know that God does not have a gender and they even talk about that. And so whatever, however you want to see God, just put it that way. Maybe we'll see source or universe, but they just kind of try to use the frame of reference we're used to. But anyway, that that was determined to allow us to do not allow us, but to facilitate quantum jumps for human beings, for humanity at this period in time. And so that's a pretty fascinating thing is just to consider that there's another couple paragraphs that I want to read through here. And these episodes are typically a little longer, so. Just sit tight and take some notes and just try to absorb what you can and re-listen if you want to. And this uh, paragraph is on page 225 in case you're wondering where I'm getting it from in the book. It is erroneous to assume that all souls will transition during these major and minor shifts. Many undoubtedly will use these opportunities to make their transition from one density to another or to transition out of the earth plane and into the astral realms of another planet in preparation for reincarnation there. However, at this juncture, it appears that a relatively small number of souls will depart the Earth or ascend during the minor shifts. Because the larger galactic shift, the electromagnetic null zone, lasts approximately 150 years, there is ample time for Earth souls to transition while still in the catalytic energies. The processional alignment of 2012 has acted as a slingshot for acceleration of soul evolution. There will be two more such slingshots corresponding to the celestial events detailed earlier. They fall within the 150-year window of the galactic shift, one in 2017 and one in 2030, as indicated above. All of these events involve radical evolution or mutation of Earth souls. Okay, I'm going to stop there again. I will just tell you, I don't know how many of you had that experience in 2017. I personally did. That was essentially the marker point. I knew at the time of that solar eclipse we had for those of you who remember what was going on I knew that that was a very very special event there were even people who are Bible scholars who pointed out that there had been prophets prophesying about 2017 as well they did like numerology and all kinds of things and they knew that it was a very special time the funny thing is is as you know nothing catastrophic happened like on the earth per se We all kind of were joining in on watching the solar eclipse, but like I said, how many of you started your, kind of had your awakening at that period in time? Probably several. Watch for another one to happen eight years from now in 2030, because as they said, that is the second time where there's going to be like a slingshot energy that happens. All right. So those are, again, just little things I want to bring up. Alright, there's another little section that I want to make sure that I cover here and it's, it's called a summary of the shift and this is on page 226. For those of you who are clairvoyant or at least highly visual, let us sum up our discussion so far using oversimplified depictions. You have a spiral galaxy, your Milky Way, spinning like a pinwheel and the solar system, your sun, outer giant gaseous planets and all the rest, including rogue planetoids and asteroids, all rotating, revolving, and spinning along with the rest of the stars and planets in this outer spiral arm of the galaxy. As these heavenly bodies spin along with the rest of the spiral arm, they encounter a beam of high-intensity scalar EM radiation emanating from the central sun of the galaxy. It is as if someone shone a spotlight out from the center into space and your solar system moves through the beam of the spotlight. However briefly... Only about 150 years in earth time and only about 20 years in the most intense part of the beam. As earth passes through the beam, all life forms who remain upon her, as well as the planet herself, are transformed, translated, and transmuted into the next dimension. Alright, again I'm going to stop right there. There is so much more. I might just have to do part two for this one because there is just a ton of... I actually had a an ascension message that I published last week that mentions a little section in this about the 4th density and the 5th density and about what that means to shift from 4th to 5th density so take a look at that one I published it on the 15th of September and it's just a regular ascension message but I really do believe that so many of these observations are key for us to understand one because we're going through them two lots of you who are listening are teachers. If you're not a teacher now, you're learning this for a reason, and most likely it's because people are going to be starting to experience things that they have never experienced before, and they will not know where to go or who to go to to find out more about this information. For those of you who have been feeling drawn to put yourself out there as a coach or a healer or something of the sort, I want to let you know that I am holding space for you. And I also want to let you know that you are going to be greatly needed. The demand for your knowledge and your wisdom is not decreasing. The demand for people who know and understand what ascension is, who know and understand some of these concepts, who are able to connect with that wisdom and that collective knowledge about what we are going through is going to be so much greater as the years go by, especially in this key time period. So continue to learn, my friends. That's what this particular episode is for. It's just to kind of pique your interest and sort of allow you to dip your toe into this I encourage you to dive in if you feel drawn to more. You don't need to be overwhelmed. Take and leave whatever there is. Just let yourself flow with this information and set the intention that you will integrate whatever it is that you need to integrate so that you can then be a wisdom keeper and pass that wisdom on. Thank you so much again for joining me. I want to make sure you know of a couple events coming up very, very soon, so if you hang on for just a quick moment with me, I would appreciate it. I am excited to have our Lemurian Sisterhood of the Rose virtual gathering on Saturday, September 25th, as well as that same day, a light language circle, a light language circle where you do not have to go in and speak light language. (laughs) You're going to go and listen, you're going to go and learn, and just maybe dabble a little bit in it. It's it's not a requirement to show your face or to turn on your mic, but it just exposes you to that light language in case you felt drawn to develop that gift. After that, I have my multi-dimensional soul integration starting at the very beginning of October. That particular cohort is going to be experiencing an all-new version of the process, one that I have not ever done. And I am so excited to launch this particular cohort. If you have felt drawn to do multidimensional soul integration, and this is for people who have felt like they're really wanting to know about past lives or past lives have come up and you're like, I know there's something about the fact that I've learned about this past life. I just don't know why. A lot of times it's because you're ready for the next phase, which is soul integration. That program is for seven people and it starts at the beginning of October. The details are below. Lastly, Pay attention if you are from the East Coast, if you are from the New York area, Connecticut, um, Long Island, any of those areas, I'm doing a couple of gatherings coming up here in the middle of October and the links to those are below. One will be in Connecticut and potentially one in Long Island. I would be thrilled to meet you in person there. There are going to be some galactic connections starseed workshops so fun to be able to connect with your galactic family and again it's very unique because it's in person i finally get to see people in person yay as always i want you to know that i'm so grateful for your willingness to co-create with me and i'm sending you so much love and reminding you that i am you and you are me and we are we